internet. The final frontier. This is the voyage of Staggering Stars podcast number 164. To boldly go where no fat Canadian has been before. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Asda Man. I'm Adam. I'm the token female. <laughs> token. token. Token female. Okay, token. And I'm Keith. Not fake, not real, just Keith. Oh, bless. Because we have no fake Keith. No, no. Hence no, why dead. I'm the token. Jesus, no, she's not dead. <laughs> Please do not kill my wife off. A good innings. Yeah. No, she had a good innings. <laughs> I'll tell her. If you say things I'll like tell that, her. you She'll come at you with innings. the deadly chop. Oh, good. With more than Venusian Aquino, she'll practice on you. Hey, hey. How she get Tay Walsh to stand in for us? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without further ado, changing the smelly nappies of misinformation, it's the news with El Presidente. <laughs> Doctor Who! Moffat promised closure. Ooh. Mm. Really? Doctor <laughs> Who showrunner Steve Moffat the vast toffee MN. MN, has promised that at least some of the hanging threads of his tenure will be tidied up in Maximus' final story coming Christmas 2013. Mm-hmm. Some unanswered questions include who blew up the TARDIS in the Pandorica Opens? Dun! Who exactly are the silence and what is their true goal? Dun! Where did the silence get time travel technology and why do they need it? And who gave Clara the doctor's phone number? Oh. These and many, 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 many 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 more questions may or probably may not be answered according to Moffat. But yeah, there's a plan. We will end the 11th Doctor's run with the answers to some of those questions. Do you believe that? No, I'm not really. lies. I'm not 100% sure. I think he's, like um, Gene was saying earlier, he thinks up various things. That, oh, yeah, this is wonderful and this is fantastic and we can do this. And then forgets the reason why he thought them up in the first place. Yeah. I think the most yeah. important part of this statement is at least at some of yeah. the <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, all yeah. three years are full of them. So now, I know yeah. your opinion of... Russell T wasn't that great on plot threads. No, no, and they weren't, and they weren't strong plot threads. I'll acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But all the threads they were were nice and neatly wrapped up. 
pretty much, but there weren't. There wasn't much to wrap up. But that's the thing. I think personally, I think there was more control going on behind the scenes than you give them credit for. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. And certainly at the moment, it strikes me as more control than Moffat has. Mm. I'm willing to admit. I when they come the Christmas episode. I'm willing to eat those words. I could be completely wrong, <laughs> and I could be singing Moffat's praises. But at the moment, I'm. It's a tall order and a Christmas episode is not one where you really want to tie up lots of yeah. plot continuity. No. I don't no, think it's sort there'll of a... be much Christmas in the Christmas episode. Mm. Yeah. It's sort of a standalone, really. Normally. Yeah. yeah. You've got all these extra millions of people watching you don't normally. Yeah. Is that Heavy the time to be wrapping this stuff up? Yeah. yeah. If we find yeah. out who blew up the Pandorica or the TARDIS in the yeah. Pandorica opens, will that mean that that first season might actually make sense to me or will I still think it's a big pile of bibi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. <laughs> Doctor Who, IDW, is to stop making Doctor Who comics. US comic book maker, IDW Publishing, IDW apparently standing for Idea Plus Design Works, Mm. is to stop making Doctor Who comics, something they'd previously held the license for since 2008. The regular monthly series will end later this year with a four-issue story written by fan favourite Tony Lee. And to cap off IDW's complete run, there will be a special 50th anniversary story written by Paul Cornell. (laughs) IDW's editor-in-chief, Chris Ryle, said... We've been extremely proud to be the American home to new Doctor Who comics these last six years. We feel like we've had a great many things with our comics. So it now feels like a good time to let Doctor Who comics regenerate along with the coming new Doctor on the TV series. Rumours have it that only the UK-based Titan comics are left in the race to acquire licence and may even be hoping to also buy Doctor Who magazine. I hear muttering noises from El Presidente's corner. <laughs> yeah. mm. I can't make it worse. <laughs> from Panini. Or should that be Baguette? <laughs> One last minute rumour suggests that Canadian independent Arcana Studio may also have entered the fray, and they've recently been working with Doctor Who comic writer Tony Lee. Mm. Now, oh. personally, yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed, yeah. because I will admit some of the illustrations have been very ropey it's, for the IDW. Some are good, some are yeah, bad. Some, some have been absolutely terrible. Mm. The stories have been fairly good. Yeah. Now, the licence for this, I'm man on the street I understand has been quite convoluted because they're not allowed to sell ID magazines or comics in the UK except for through specialist shops yes that's true so it's it's been very it is the North American license yeah maybe that's why a Titan are looking to buy Doctor Who magazine could be because then they'd be able to the publish whole, it the whole range, in the UK yeah. and the US and yeah. Canada I'm, and I'm just wondering had they lost the license has the license been reviewed or has the license come to the end and they're not renegotiating I think it's come to a natural end anyway and it's yeah. not renegotiating. I don't know why. Yeah. I saw a video with Tony Lee, in fact, yeah. uh, on YouTube and he said it was a mutual thing. Mm. Why? I'm not making enough money? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Each time I've gone up from the planet it's always been like gold dust to find, even the collected albums. Mm. So, I think it's been doing and, quite well and yeah. I always buy it at the digital version rather than the yeah. physical version. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. as I have to say, having seen him a couple of times at the SFA Weekender. Yeah, it's a good job. And I think at least one person, Tony Lee, certainly comes across as a personality. <laughs> he is, he's, he is. He's yeah. very distinctive. Uh, he always yeah. wears suits. He always claims. Well, that he's, yeah, he always claims that he's coming dressed as um, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a podgy version of Tony Stark. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. 
Yeah, so he's a, he's a, he's certainly a character and one to look out for. Is yeah. it? And he's a big fan, not too. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Is it IDW or Panini that are re-releasing the classic stories from Doctor Who magazine? That'd be Panini, yes. isn't it? No, right. it's yes. Oh, uh, Panini have reproduced their collection as yeah. the original black and white. IDW have released the Panini collection coloured. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you've got you've got the big sort of A4, A5, yeah. um, Panini album. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm, but yeah. you've got a small book size... Traditional comic book size. IDW's uh, version. The graphic mm-hmm. novels, yeah. Thick album. So, mm. yeah, they've, they've both released them. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen Titan Comics. I mean, that's a bit of a blast from the past for me, that is, because yeah. um, the last thing I've actually seen them published was the X-Files comic. Yeah. And that's going back many years, they that is. They do quite a lot. They used to do, mm. I don't know, it's still going to Star Wars... Official Star Wars comic, mm, yeah, or magazine, mm, because uh, the Star Trek magazine, the official yeah, one. Yeah. I think they did that. Yeah, yeah. Because, because uh, the Firefly oh, books, yeah, I, I think mean, were Titan. Got, they've got more into books, book, yeah, publication. They still do a fair bit, yeah. yeah. Because I remember um, Titan Comics buying the X Files, yeah, comic from uh, Manga Comics. Mm. Mm. That's going back quite a few wow. years. That is, so. yeah, let's see, Star Wars. John Williams strikes back. That uh, should be John Bloody Williams. <laughs> John Bloody Williams strikes back. Musical genius John Williams is set to return to a galaxy far, far away to compose the music to Star Wars Episode Seven, as is only right. <laughs> Williams hardly needs an introduction. He is probably the greatest film composer of our age. He's crafted such iconic music as Jaws, Indiana Jones, E.T., Superman and Harry Potter, and so many more. William said, I've loved doing the Star Wars films with all the fanfares and flourish in the galaxy far, far away. I actually feel like I'm still in it, that I've never really left it. Having worked on all of the six films, I'm just happy to be continuing to be a part of the whole fun of doing it. Mm. Well, at least there's one thing we'll know about the next group of films. Yep. Mm. The music will be halfway decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad I got him back. Mm. Longley survives the next three. It's a shame I haven't got my phone on me because I'll start playing the uh, Star Wars Angry Birds theme music. I haven't tried Star Wars Angry Birds yet. I'm told it's rather addictive. I mean, Angry Birds is addictive Mm. anyway. It's very habit forming, it really is. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad they got him back. I would say, though, that I think the odd films, the standalones, should be by somebody else. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Should have somebody else with different style of music. Yeah, I think. Yeah. To distinguish yeah. them separately mm. from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, while I remember, um, I forget the exact um, internet address of it, but there's there's um, a spoof trailer for um, Star Wars Episode 7 on YouTube. It starts off with you know, sort of scenes taken from the previous six, you know, sort of six movies, and they somehow intertwine Back to the Future with it. Uh, <laughs> why? Um, no, they have. They actually have the DeLorean flying down the canyon on the Death Star. Okay. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> yeah, so there, are, there are some people the out there that have too um, much talent yeah. and too much time, time on, on their, their hands. hands. Yeah. God bless them. <laughs> Firefly Ooh. online game announced. Mm. Fans of Firefly can now look forward to an official game based on the tragically truncated TV series. <laughs> the game, currently aimed at Android and Apple mobile devices, will allow you to build and customise your own ship, hire a crew and head on missions all within the Firefly universe. Details are currently scant, 
but it's expected to be the summer of 2014. So probably actually Christmas 2014, given how such projects tend to go. Yeah, well, interesting. I think this is uh, with a conjunction with, was it QX Mechanics? I have no idea they, about that. Yeah, when I found out the information, I followed the links and it led me to their page. Oh, okay. And they're the people who have done... The verse the map. The verse mm-hmm. maps, yeah, yeah. the Marraquette, uh, the Marinaquettes, the Firefly model. Right, yeah, yeah. They also do a Farnworthy. A what? Farn, farnworthy. What's a Farnworthy? From um, Warehouse 13? Farnsworth. Farnsworthy. They do Farnsworth. a, a prop. Yeah. Farnsworth. Not Farnsworth. 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 I'm getting mixed it's up. It's a with, phone. I get mixed okay. up with Futurama, oh. but yeah. Good news, everyone. <laughs> they do a Farnsworth. They do it's a, a, a one-to-one prop oh. mm-hmm. and a few other prop props and models from various shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, they're all three-figure numbers. So. Ah, not in dollars, though. It might not be too. Yeah, bad I know, I know, but still far too many figures. <laughs> yeah, far too uh, many numbers for our yeah. liking. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have a bit of Firefly. Oh, bit yeah. of a shame that Fox making money out of it. Yeah, I know. See this. They make games. Why won't they just make the series again? Yeah, if, if all this is so popular. Yeah. yeah. Well, for one thing, they can't get Joss Sweden. Yeah. One thing, it costs them too much money now. There's yeah. another thing, he's just too damn busy anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does his own projects as well. Yeah. But maybe one day. Yep. We can but dream. Dread. Online petition to make a sequel. Ooh. A non-3D sequel, please. <laughs> well, it's going that way. They have been dropping uh, viewing figures on the 3D films. Anyway. Anyway. 2000 AD have started up an official Dread 2 petition in the hopes of returning the Megacity Lawman to the big screen. There's also a corresponding Facebook page. Ooh. If you are like us and would like to see Carl Urban's Dread back, then sign up at www.tinyurl.com slash dreadsequel in the show notes. Have you ever seen it yet? Then do yourself a favour and pick up a copy on DVD or Blu-ray. Ooh. Great um, film. I did enjoy it, even um, though it was in 3D. Allegedly, this is the DVD is selling quite well in America at the moment. Is it a 2D DVD? I don't know if it's a 2D or 3D, but it's doing quite uh, well. The Blu-ray allegedly. is both on one disc. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I presume the DVD is just in 2D. I don't know any 3D I, DVDs. I, I, I know the DVD I've got is 2D. So. Yeah, I don't um, think there's such a thing as a 3D DVD. Yes, um, there is now. Is there? there is, okay. yeah. I think Fake Keith pointed it out to me sort of a couple of days ago. It's doing very well, uh, sales releases. I've heard it's selling quite Quite well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although yeah. you can pick up a copy in local Sainsbury's for five pounds now on yeah, DVD. Yeah. So if you see that price, pick it up. Yeah, yeah see, I enjoyed it. I'm not, I'm not an overly big Dread fan, I have to admit, but I enjoyed the film. And the 3D, they used it to an, a good extent, the, but I was just a bit upset that you could only go and see it in 3D, which I <laughs> yeah. think that didn't that's, help. That's what's Cupper discovered it the first yeah. time around is the fact that you only could only see it in 3D or the, uh, the 2D showings that were around were few and far between very maybe that's few why and far the between, sales yeah. have done well that's mm. as I said, that's initially mm. what Cupper would scuppered the original maybe yes. I don't know maybe it's a, it's a factor I don't know what effect this can possibly have well, at the end of the day it's money it really counts not, yeah. not yeah, but every, names on it every little list. helps yeah crowdfunding Big Finishes Cleaning Up Movie and Neil Gaiman's Game. Mm. That's a bit of a mouthful. It is. A couple (laughs) of years back, podcast 114 in September 2011 to be precise. We mentioned that Big Finish and the Goodyear Brothers had teamed up to produce a live-action short called Cleaning Up. Mm. The film starred Mark Gattis and Louise Jameson. And, and, and Mark Gattis's beard. 
because he had a beard at the time, if I remember right. Did he? Yeah, so either a beard or a very I can't imagine him ever stash. getting married. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, sorry. Well, it went to much critical acclaim around the film festival circuits. Now the rest of us can finally see the film for a small fee that will help go towards making the full-length movie. £1.99 gets you the short film and £4.99 gets you that plus extra goodies such as a commentary, a behind-the-scenes film, soundtracks, script, etc. Meanwhile, Neil, Neil, Meanwhile, Neil Gaiman has written a story for a computer game called Wayward Manor. It is set to be released towards the end of 2013 for PC, Mac and tablets, presumably Android and Apple. According to the website, it is set in a 1920s Victorian Gothic pastoral estate and focuses on the plight of a ghost whose hope of a peaceful afterlife is interrupted by a remarkable cast of intruders. Is this the ghost of Motley Hall? It sounds like it. <laughs> the ghost must find ever more initiative and brilliant ways to scare them away. It is the ghost of Motley Hall. <laughs> As the ghost learns more about the living characters, he also learns more about his own death and afterlife and the danger they are all facing. Ooh. You can pre-order it now, but only for PC and Mac <laughs> for $10, with higher tiers of pricing for more goodies. Right up to 10,000 if you want to have dinner with Neil Gaiman. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Very but Bill would dinner. like to have, Neil, have the dinner with Neil Gaiman's missus. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said about that, the better. He's a Dresden Dolls fan, so yeah. it'd be a case of, hello, Mr. Gaiman. <laughs> His wife. <laughs> yes. Amanda Palmer, I think her name is. Right. You can see a lot of her doing a DVD um, hit back at a certain paper we love. Okay. The Daily Mail. An awful lot of her. In fact, all of her. (laughs) Blimey. He's a lucky man, eh? Mm. But wait. There's more Big Finish news. Oh, really? Is there another... Big Finish Productions has announced that it signed a licence with Studio Canal to produce a full-cast audio production of 12 lost episodes of the classic TV series, The Avengers. Yes. Discover the very beginning of this television classic as we meet John Steed for the first time. Lost for over 50 years, the missing episodes have been lovingly recreated on audio from the original scripts. The Avengers first launched in 1961 and starred Ian Hendry as David Keel and Mm -hmm. Patrick... McNee Mac- mm. as the elusive suave John Steed. Thank you. Before the bowler. Yeah. 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 Beginning with the murder of Keel's fiance and his sworn intent to avenge her death, the first year comprised of 26 episodes. Sadly, only two of them still exist. <laughs> Where have we heard that before? And that's how yeah. it got the name The Avengers. Yeah. Ah, it's never clear from the rest of it. In their film prints, the original two that exist are The Girl on the Trapeze and The Frighteners, while only the first act remains of the opening episode, Hot Snow. Mm. Working, <laughs> working from the surviving scripts, Big Finish will be presenting the adaptations in three four-disc box sets. Mm-hmm. The scripts will be adapted with minimal changes by John Dorney mm-hmm. and directed by Ken Bentley and Produced by David Richardson, with the exclusive producer being Nicholas Briggs and Jason Jason Haygallery. The two head honchos. Yes. (laughs) I wonder if Alan Hayes had anything to do with this. I don't know. Because he does a lot on the Avengers stuff, and I know he's been... Occupied. Well, doing a lot of Avengers stuff. Yeah. So I wonder if he's doing anything on that. Yeah. Big Finish had this to say. We are absolutely 
absolutely thrilled to add this wonderful series to our catalogue, says David Richardson. (laughs) (laughs) And we look forward to faithfully recreating those classic lost episodes. We have two brilliant high-profile actors for the roles of Dr. Keel and John Steed. Look out for an announcement of the casting once recording begins in July. (laughs) Yes, Min. (laughs) (laughs) Modern Min. This opportunity confirms the enduring appeal of the classic TV series and a resonance for the SC collection in context of British film and pop culture, says John Rodden, General Manager of Home Entertainment at Studio Canal. Volume 1 of the Avengers The Lost Episodes will be released in 2014, 2014 and includes a full recreation of Hot Snow Ooh. with volumes 2 and 3 following late 2014 and January 2015. Mm. That's a very different series to what it became, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take it they don't have the audio tracks for their Lost Episodes. No. Presumably not, yeah. I think there's very few photo stills, even. It was a proper Detective Avengerist type thing, not the comedy element that it Mm. got. Mm. It was quite dark and that stuff. I do remember I had, at one point in time, uh, an Avengers mag. uh, It was the Centennial or or whatever, and there was a couple of stills Mm. from the first couple of seasons. Yeah. And, yeah, it was before the bowler, before the He does get it to some point. He was the the shot that he got. He's wearing a very clean, but it's very standard rain mac, all Mm. done and tied up. Yeah, yeah, it is much more that sort of film noirish sort of thing, isn't it? And I've seen what survives of the first episode. It's no bearing on Emma Peel and all that kind of stuff. It is a very serious police. I don't think, although it isn't police, but it's that kind of like drama. I don't think Kathy Gale entered until the second season. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it wasn't in the first lot. Is no, because Steve was a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was very much focused on the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, it was a vehicle for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it literally a couple of minutes from the first episode that exists? Must be about 15. Yeah, it's only about 10, 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> first act. So, yeah, did you mention the names of people playing? Or? They haven't cast oh, it they yet. Haven't cast I can tell you who they are. Oh, oh go, go. Oh, right, Okay, uh, playing Keel, we've got Anthony Howell, who you might know from Falls War. Also, he did some stuff for Big Finish. Uh, no, for the Blake 7, B7 yeah. Media Blake 7s. Uh, and uh, Julian Wadham is uh, Steed, oh. who you might know from such things as... Um, Minister of Charles. Minister of Charles, yeah. Oh. yeah. I know it, it, we've already discussed it wasn't Avengers as we remember it now, but they're going to have to have a very distinctive style of voice for mm. Steed because mm. that was one of the one of the major letdowns of the, the, the film. film that they yes. did they got Ralph Fiennes but he wasn't Rafe. sorry Ralph Fiennes but he, he wasn't <laughs> Steed no he no, didn't, no didn't have the look the build or the attitude the, yeah. Yeah, but the charm you know, the charm yeah, yeah, frankly yeah um, that's it yeah no it was miscast yeah, he's a great actor. He, oh, yeah, he does he yeah, does well not, other not, films, not but he wasn't he was right just, for that part. Yeah, mm. no. Well, it's just, it's, uh, to my mind, Steed has always come across as a rugby player, where Ralph Fiennes played him as a crit- cricketer. Yeah, yeah. You know, if that's a bit a good way to describe yeah. it. But. <laughs> mm. Any more addendums? Any more news? No. I'm no. surprised you haven't mentioned any slapheads. 
<laughs> we had chatting earlier. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Gillen. Gillen, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. no, I'm, I'm still oh, in yes, uh, Baldy. In... <laughs> I'm in denial about that. She had you... a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had a she, 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 she walked on, on the panel with the wig on, and, and halfway through the panel, just went. Yeah, and in fact, last podcast, I mentioned how she'd cut her hair to be shoulder length. Yes. I, that was actually wiggled along. I didn't realise that was a wig. <laughs> she had it cut did, like that for a couple of weeks. We have to have retail therapy. No. no. <laughs> so what she had her hair shorn off for? for? I think she was trying to keep up with Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yes. uh, she's playing, was it Nebula? Nebula? Yep. Yeah, Nebula. Which yeah. is a, Nebula. a villain from, mm, the, from the comic books. And some versions and, are bald, but not all versions. And apparently the majority versions, uh, apparently, are bald. So. Does she not know they have been called Skullcats? <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I uh, saw uh, the Wolverine, didn't we? Yes. In that, we had a character who was bald for a bit, a female oh. character who was bald. Oh, and yeah, that was so blatantly a yes, bald head. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> and that, that's clearly why Gillen decided to cut, cut it out, because it, off, it yeah. never looks real. Well, I suppose well, also, if, if you're going to be car- playing the character Dane for a long period of time, those things do get hot, etc. Yeah. You might as well bite the bullet. And if your hair grows quickly, it's actually easier to wear a wig. Yeah. As an actress, mm. you wear a wig so yeah. often just to wear a wig Maybe. for other stuff and have your hair shorn for the role. It'll right. take a long time to grow back, though, a good year or more. Well, to it get depends back. how long she wants it. Well, it also yeah. depends, yeah, depends how, how fast the hair. I mean, my hair grows very, very quick, but mm. some people's don't. Well, so. as, as a sidebar to this, apparently the Twitter net went into meltdown with the amounts of hatred and vitriol. That was all directed, Adam, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, mm. Directed at the director or, or the cast. Really? Because of, okay. Of what he has forced brackets here question marks forced her to do I bet she had the choice yeah I'm oh, sure yeah. she did she would have rather a lot of hair to put under a ball cap yeah. wouldn't she <laughs> let's yeah. face it which is why I thought maybe she had cut it yeah well yeah I mean just I to make it understand easier. yeah she cut it into a bob that would go under a ball cap but mm. yeah I mean it's very long it might just be easy just to go and wear the, yep. the wig yeah. the rest again, of the time uh, there are certain actors that go for the method yeah. point of view also it, it helps sell her into Hollywood because she's willing to go to these lengths yeah, yeah. oh yeah mm. as I said keeping up with Matt Smith <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, think he looks better with his hair he does <laughs> no he looks like a thug I thought <laughs> <laughs> That's so what you're into. <laughs> well, okay, maybe. <laughs> so there you have it, listeners. Karen Gillan is shaven. Oh, not a bit of hair in an entire body. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Trust you to go there. <laughs> Can I leave the world? Like <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> This place is so unpleasing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Moving. I love it here. Moving <laughs> rapidly. Anyway. Who is it we've got to give a shout out to? Gail. Porter. <laughs> also bald. One final addendum. <clears throat> Not newsworthy to a lot of people, but I'm sure this is newsworthy to one person. Gail Willis. Apparently you've had a very nasty accident and we are all sorry, but keep going keep at it and it's a shout out to all of you to uh, all of us for you to get better yeah get better yes, good luck get well keep going girl 40 steps I expect you to beat that I jump over buses <laughs> <laughs> preferably no no <laughs> uh, get well soon good luck and get well soon Break your leg. Oh, crap, my leg. Scratch that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen of the court, please be upstanding for the Honourable Judge. You may see. <laughs> now I understand in my court this afternoon is a Mr. Scott and a Mr. Adam defending death to the Daleks. Yes, John yeah. Hurt with story. Shame, yes. shame. Uh, prosecution, prosecution, here, please. Right. And Keith and one Monsieur Crumbly, <laughs> which I'm sure is a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't get decent lawyers these days. I'm, I'm going to be the prosecution. So, defence, would you like to present your case before me? We put this forward as a third Doctor story, which has action, adventure, and really exciting things. <laughs> and not a six-parter. No, it's brief, and it is very well directed. Brilliant lighting, very, very dark. Unlike too many Doctors, which are massively overlit. Ob- ob- objection. Objection. How can we have brilliant lighting implying light... But very, very dark. Surely these are two <laughs> opposite factors. Atmospheric lighting. Mm. I'm, I'm happy mm. with atmospheric lighting. I, I... Are you happy with uh, your... Yes. I must, I must concur with my learned colleague. As most of the um, outdoor, outdoor shots were done in a quarry... Mm. No, no, I think At I will night, allow... night, a lot of it. I will pl- allow the defence to continue on their point. Yes. Quarry, yes, but playing to the strengths... We had lots of smoke. The TARDIS materialising without power. The Doctor having to hand crank, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Objection, objection. Do we really need innuendo in this courtroom, my lord? Yes. (laughs) Innuendo, that's an Italian suppository. (laughs) We also had some good design work. Mm. The exolons. The lighting on the exolons. Men wearing golf balls over their eyes. Oh, big on that, I would say. Indeed, yes, yes. (laughs) Big pair. This is it. Objection! We're back to innuendo again. Yes, the Queen Souls. (laughs) If you you wouldn't mind, the judge has enough problems with her own hot flushes. She doesn't need you encouraging. Nothing to do with ping pong balls, I hope. (laughs) No, no. Yes, so brilliant design work for the city. Uh, Mm. Some rather nice flooring at one point. Oh, yes, indeed. Some Art Deco flooring. Objection. To flooring? No, not to flooring. Um, I'm talking about brilliant design work. While the design work may not be faulted with, I do have to bring out the subject of the fact that whenever the city was seen with any of our cast members, Mm -hmm. it looked nine times out of ten they've had two or three bowls of ready break beforehand. This wonderful yellow shimmering line around each of the characters as they stood there and looked, ooh, look at that brilliantly designed city over there. Yeah, the point was the city was draining with the energy and some of it's been reflected back as our cut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and you have got a bright light from the roof of the city shining onto each of the characters. Yes, yes, but the, the ready break remained constant. <laughs> <laughs> I, would have, I would have to agree with my learned colleague there. Each one of the characters did exhibit the um, advanced stages of jaundice. Yes, mm. yes. Which is the case with most CSO. Mm-hmm. In the part we are, as it's uh, sorry, colour separation overlay. Thank you. As, uh, <laughs> not chroma key. Not chroma key. No, no, no. As it was in the seventies, uh, the the part we are in particular was very experimental, and that's where the BBC learnt most of their tricks and uh, limitations with mm. colour separation overlay. Would that extend to the 
orchestra as well. The, the the learning your limitations. Well, if you take it, yes. If you take it into context, it's classic <laughs> exactly, very natural wooden sound effects, and the reason why it stands out is simply because breathe, it's judge, not. Breathe, judge. <laughs> I think the judge is having a crisis. The saxophone quartet, that was not it. <laughs> this is it. Then you had to blow. This is it. <laughs> May I suggest a five-minute recess for her honour to uh, recover? <laughs> So this comes from a time where Dudley Simpson is Um, king. uh, Actually, Carrie Blyton, I believe. Objection. Uh, Objection. Yes. Surely it's Deadly Simpson, because that's what the music was. He didn't do this one. He didn't do this one. Uh, But he did do most of the stories in the Pertwee era, Mm. and it's the ones that he didn't do that stand out. (laughs) Sometimes for good reasons. (laughs) Sometimes for bad reasons. I think the um, defence and the prosecution counsel can concur that this definitely did stand out. But if you take the work of Deadly Simpson from the 1971 series, Terror of the Autons Through to the Daemons, there is a lot of overlay from the radiophonic workshop, whereas there's very little here. Mm. It's all very natural. The occasional oboe saxophone. Yeah. Oh yeah, forgot yeah. the name. Maracas. A bit of maraca. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with some maracas. Like if you've got a crank handle, you can handle maracas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but may I may I remind my learned colleague that the sound effects in the demons was, of course, a tape recorder reels being wound at various speeds, being tortured. Yes. yes. Could, mm. could I? Both remind the prosecution and the defence that one of the judge's favourite stories from this era <laughs> is the demons. And they may both be walking on thin ice should they wish to carry on this avenue of inquiries. The demons is a lovely story. The music, on the other hand... <laughs> I would like to bring the learned defence counsel's attention back to the said quarry. Now, mm-hmm. in this quarry... The alien and enemy on this one the seems to be no, 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 no the Daleks. Not the Exons, the enemy, the Daleks, mm. seems to have a wide range, a roaming range of manipulating to get them all over the quarry, especially where the very obvious railway tracks are laid. There's only one scene where you can see them. There's one it scene. It doesn't matter. They've subtle. still seen them, and it is still bracing the of illusion. I would like to pre-glide to make them out, I would say. Yes, I mean, I would say that is a rather glaring anachronism on that part, yes. I'd like to bring your attention to Destiny of the Daleks, 1979, Hmm. which was handled far worse with short, lightweight Dalek props mounted on people's shoulders and wobbling about (laughs) a bit. (laughs) Very jiggly. I am not denying that, my learned counsel, but we're not discussing that particular episode or story, we're discussing death to the Daleks. Well, I would say for this one, the Daleks handle particularly well. They handle... This, they are powerless. I would like to point out the way that a primitive society mm-hmm. manages to destroy one Dalek with stone knives and bare skins and, and probably a bloody big rock. Yeah. <laughs> and why not? They, they're underpowered, their power's being drained by this the is, city. This is Daleks at the most desperate and hysterical. Yes. Yeah. I am um, I am not denying that. Going into a bargaining thing with the Doctor and these these humans. I am not denying that, but I am discussing the... 
strength of their armour did this wonderful, fabulous city with the flashlight on top mm-hmm. actually manage to sap their armour? No, no yeah, it, it was it, it, snapping that... their energy. It would have uh, definitely zapped their shields. Yeah, so shields, ah, we this, see. This, this is the time before shields. We we just relied on plain maybe, old Dalekanium. We don't know, they, though. What part of the timeline are they coming from? Maybe and, the shields just hadn't been mentioned at this point. And may I bring to the court's attention the <gasps> alarming propensity for Miss Sarah Jane Smith to be constantly captured by aliens of one sort or another, and in this instance being chained to a rock and having a bowl of something rather nasty being waved under her nose. I believe that's called being stoned. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, This programme is very... um, Adult? No, no, no. (laughs) She was wearing that bikini. Popular uh, popular watched by the younger generation. So we're now trying to inform this said younger generation, this easily influenced younger generation, that they can be stoned like their heroin. We are promoting drugs here. I'm pro- I now promote this. This contravenes <laughs> Article 17 of the Charter no. and therefore must be expunged. We, we, may we, I ask we, you to calm down before you bust <laughs> the blood vessels or something? We've had drugs before. We'll have drugs again. Frank kids, Zoe. Have we? Have we? I, I must have not been here. <laughs> well, I'm at the wrong podcast. <laughs> you can say that again, man. <laughs> kids will just think it's a nice bowl of soup. <laughs> exactly. Steaming hot soup. Mm. <laughs> Steaming hot gazpacho, which we all know has what we sprinkle on top. I may may I ask the defence, mm. is there actually any <laughs> plot to this this episode? <laughs> Indeed there is. Indeed. The Daleks without their power, the Exelons, and, and all that religious connotations about these religious nutters. <laughs> it's uh, about <laughs> overcoming the power drain. Yes, yes. Going through the city, all the little puzzles. The uh, the floor of doom, which they, uh, they ripped off in the five doctors. The maze of doom. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. The all these little little tricks and traps, which leads to yet another serious crime, which I have to level against this. John Pertwee's facial overacting. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe the correct term is gurning. Gurning. Yes. yes. Before yes. Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sylvester McCoy was not the first Doctor to go. No. Or it no. was indeed John Pertwee. I thought he got told off enough in uh, Spearhead from space, the gurning that resulted when the tentacles wrapped around his nose and boy, what a nose it wrapped around but, but no, 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 it was his last chance to go full on Before I pass to the prosecution, does defence have anything they wish to say in summing up? For this story, I think we should mention how quite unusual it was for its time it's all recorded out of sequence, which back then was pretty rare, and in fact Pertwee had some trouble with that, but this was the way things were going, it was a pioneer of its time, filming more like a movie would than a TV series. Prosecution, Mr. Keith and Mr. Cumberley. I have to say that um, the story isn't quite as excellent as our colleagues would have you led you to believe. May I draw your attention to the first cliffhanger in episode one? What's the monster? Oh, it suddenly burst in. It's a Dalek. How did we know that? Because that's what it's called. But the aliens are left right until the end of the first episode. It's not a cliffhanger at all. It just moves on to the next The cliffhanger was then about to be shot. I think you're fine. (laughs) Even so, the door opens. What is it? Oh, it's a Dalek. We knew it was a Dalek. They're about to be shot. Mm. This is not unique to a Dalek story. This This is is not unique to a Terry Nation story. (laughs) (laughs) 
And what yes. about the great little Bel Al character who goes Fantastic. around the Doctor in episodes three and four? Um, what a great a character he is. What an overacted character. <laughs> <laughs> endearing character. Um, endearing? You're endearing my nauseating. <laughs> Possibly the only nice person on that planet. It's strange yeah. that, isn't it? Well, there's distinction between the, the above ground and the below ground excellence. Pardon? Oh, below ground. I thought you said something else that I was about to say, my lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, the case for the prosecution, I must say, the, the crimes against um, colour separation overlay are rather um, distinct, I would say. And severe. But still better than Planet of the Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and the Hoomobile. Yes. Vastly better. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, has both parties presented their cases? We have uh, one final thing. I think we should say, you mentioned that Sarah Jane getting captured, but the first thing she did when she was being chased out in the wilderness of the beginning of episode one, she ran back to the TARDIS, went back inside. Sensible. Any sensible companion would do. She even attacked the thing that followed her in. Yes. yes. With the crank handle. With a crank <laughs> handle. Yeah, it wasn't expecting that. So to sum up, you're advising me that this is a story which was filmed in an atmospheric Quarry at midnight, so no one can see anything. <laughs> yep. Full of monsters that are clapped out because they've run out of electricity. Mm-hmm. An assistant who couldn't stay uncaptured if her life depended on it and was spent the entire time out of her head on some <laughs> kind of incense. You're describing a classic. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire cast looking like someone's cut them out with scissors. <laughs> in silhouette, in silhouette. Ready break. So, ready break. A perfect example of the John Pertwee era of Doctor Who. I think on that case we find in favour of the uh, the death to the Daleks. Then. <laughs> oh, shame, shame. <laughs> you forgot the. <laughs> <laughs> it's too messy when you do it. At least it doesn't sound like the kazoos from this to the other one. <laughs> And now, dear listeners, for your delight and delectation, we present another mind twister for you. Another game of erectition and elocution. Connect four. Connect four. (laughs) Okay, there are four possible points in contention here, if you get it in the first, or I think it's one for the final one. Do you lose a point if you get it wrong? No, you just don't get a point. Yahtzee. (laughs) The first question, number one, is Theroux. Go for four. No, okay, for three points then. Kenzie. None of these names. Is it Attack of the Cybermen? No. Mm. Bugger. It's not necessarily Doctor Who. Oh, Mm. you didn't tell me that, you... (laughs) So, Theru, Kenzie. Kenzie. Okay, for two points then. Devis. I thought someone might get it by now. For one point then, Spring. I'm so annoying, I know these names. I know Kenzie. Kenzie. Theru, Kenzie... Devis Spring. No, I can't. Nothing. No. Okay, I'll give them their full names well, then. Ca- quite a mass. Not quite a mass. Their full names David Theroux, Pal Kenzie, Colin Devis, Nathan Spring. Oh, yes, yes. Um, oh, because I'll I'll have what he's having. Starcops. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'll give you that for mm. one. Oh, I wouldn't Could have have Bit generous, yeah. sir, I think. Should have said box. Yeah, I didn't want to make it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said box. Okay, then. Number two. For four points, 
Beckett. Uh, um, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. No. No. No, actually, I'll say that better. Okay, then for three points, Wells. Time Travellers. No. Hmm. Can I have another guess? Yes. Creators of Time Machines. (laughs) (laughs) For those two, maybe even not for all four, I'm afraid. Okay, for two points, then, Mallory. Mm. Okay, for one point, then, you'll get this one, Arturo. Oh, uh, Sliders. Yep. Yes, it's oh. the name of the yeah. Sliders. Our listeners are shouting the answer. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm sure they are. Yes. There's Maggie Sorry. Beckett, Wade Wells, Quinn Mallory, and Professor Maximilian Arturo. Yes. Oh. Aim for a two next. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Yes, boss. <laughs> so, yeah, you got that one too. Aim for a two, boss. <laughs> okay, then. Final one, then. For four points, Bryant. No, okay, for three points, Williams. Bryant, Williams. Mm. Might get on this one then. For two producers of Doctor Who. Yeah. Ah. So Peter Bryant. Yeah. Graham Williams. Yeah. What's next? Collinson. Collinson. Phil Collinson. Yeah. I'll let you guess the fourth one. Oh, uh, John Nathan Turner. Barry Letts. No. No. Russell T. Uh, More iconic than all of them. The best of the lot. And we've forgotten him. Oh, her. Oh, Lambert. Yeah, she it. Oh, I was going for early Tom Baker. I've gone blank. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, good at on three points. So, Scott, oh, yeah. as the man, three. Mm-hmm. Keith, two. We're throwing him from the car as we go past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get out. I have a who one for you. Oh, oh yeah. Who yeah, one yeah. for me? Come on in. Death. Mm. Right. <laughs> Clown. Crass. Mm. <laughs> Death Cloud Crab. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. These all have something in common. Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Raston. One of Doctor Who enemies. No. No. Robots. Yes. <laughs> They're all yeah. robots. robots. Yeah. Yeah. Are the crabs? Crab? What, Macra? Yeah, no, macra. in Paradise Towers. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. The pool crab. And if any of you get this right, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Okay, what's the connection? Reginald Tate... John Robinson. Mm, Quatermass? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah. All actors that play Quatermass. Ah. Yeah. We then had Andrew Morell and John Mills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, well. On that silliness, on the fact that none of us know anything about science fiction. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> we might not know about it, but we've been listening to it. <laughs> yes. We have. Or rather, some people who aren't sitting more than three foot got to see it twice. Live <laughs> in the flesh. The sticky hot flesh. Yes. Live from the Albert Hall. Oh. Yep. Doctor Who the Proms. So, Adam, what was it like there? Hot. Yeah. Was Karen Gillan there? Tell me, just ha- nope. listeners, how you got your first ticket? Doctor Who proms are on a couple of weeks ago now, I suppose, at Royal Albert Hall, and they sold out. Yes. I mean, we tried to get tickets. I think, I think they sold out. If, if I remember rightly, fake Keith went online. Yep. The website crashed within two minutes. I know that feeling from trying to get to the official convention mm. tickets. I didn't even mm. get onto the website. Yeah, oh, the, no. the website crashed within two minutes, and by the time it came back up, or by the time we got back to it, they'd all gone. Yeah, and that's right. certainly within the mm. same day. So it's yeah, yeah. gone within yeah. a couple of hours. But, but it's not a popular program. No, no. 
to watch no. it. It seems particularly difficult to get tickets or anything at the moment. It's getting worse. Mm. It's got to be getting more popular. Um, <laughs> and any all these worries about Doctor Who losing popularity don't even entertain that theory. Um, so all these new fans that have turned up from 2005 onwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, so our beloved El- leader El Presidente not to be defeated. No. Stamina that many of us here haven't. <laughs> On the hottest day of the year. No shade whatsoever in central London. Yeah. You had a hat. Oh, well, yeah. Had a hat. And an axe, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Cued. And cued. In a tweed yeah. How long? No, actually, it was linen. It was linen. Oh. You t- it you looks tweedy, but it uh, isn't. It's actually a linen jacket. Right, I'll give you that then. A uh, tweedy linen jacket, and eh? And you for how many hours? It was about eight and a half hours. Oh. In for, the... for a seat or for a stand? To stand. Yeah. Oh. But you were already standing. In the, it was down in the mosh pit. Oh, the mosh pit. Yeah, the arena, the, the middle <laughs> oh, bit where you stand. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was tough. But five pound ticket, you've got there yeah. about 10am, yeah. performance is about 7.30pm. Uh, it, it was hard work, but it was well he, worth it. He went above and beyond the call of stupidity. It is Particularly hard. given I had a ticket which I'd already bought to the next day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you make any friends in the queue? Up close and personal. <laughs> the hot sticky queue? Not really. We, yeah, were it's a mosh there. pit, let's we, face it, you're not there to make it. friends. Uh, what other podcasters there? Well, yeah, I, mean, I was, was queuing with Tim Drury most of the time. Yeah, we had good fun. Um, Did he have two days' worth of tickets? He didn't. He was only there for the day. Oh. Yeah, he was I, joining me steampunk in the following day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was kind of hoping others would, would join us, given that it was a cheap ticket, pretty much guaranteed to get in, got there early enough, but people are too busy. No, so, I'd love to have done it, and I could have tolerated the seating, but due to the fact I've got a gammy hip at the moment, I couldn't have stood up in the mosh pit at the end of it. Oh, that's yeah. what that smell is. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I've got to have it off soon. The leg party is... <laughs> Before any of you well, fill in the kitchen, we'll get a knife to it and just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, honestly, listeners. <laughs> so I'd been to the. Well, many of us had been to the. Um, 2008 one yes. yeah. and to the 2010 the yes. yeah. and after those I could not go I, I'm definitely going to go to the next one because I've never we, we, been we to a we wanted to go to this one but we didn't yeah. get to this yeah. one mm. it's, it's, it's nice to know that at least there was Staggering Stories was represented mm. if it's on next year I will queue with you Adam it probably it won't be won't it's usually be. every other year it, two well, years apart then three years apart who knows if they do well, another one recently they've done a couple of tours with it they've gone down because we've had uh, the ones from Reese yeah. down in New Zealand and uh, Australia, I believe. And, 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 no, they've also done Australia, but I think they did New Zealand. Oh, did they do New Zealand as well? Okay. So after having stood out in the England in the hottest day of the year without even a fan to your name, no, no shade either. Well, he was a fan technically. Was a fan, well. yes. <laughs> what was the actual program like? Excellent, of course. It, being there, I think, is probably different to listening to it on the radio because yeah. when you're there, there's a lot of uh, interaction. You have the, the monsters come down, particularly if you're standing in the uh, the arena, actually come and mingle among you. That you had. Uh, so Lurians and Sidemen come brush past you and things like that which is good fun Vashta Narada <laughs> <laughs> we did lose a few people wonder about that did the Ood get lost like it did a couple of years ago because it's miles slipped and I couldn't see where it was going and the other Ood had to go and rescue it Ood any Ood came down into the uh, I mean there was an Ood there um, that is one thing seriously the yeah. Ood couldn't see where he was going yeah, yeah. that is yeah. One, one thing I do like it's about the only prom or any musical content constant where you can actually hear people screaming through fear. They turn <laughs> yeah. round and there's a monster face. <laughs> yeah. An angel. Yeah. yeah. 
I remember yeah. the anecdote you were telling me about the um, about the Jadoon. Oh yes, yeah, the first one. Mm. Yeah, sort of swung its head around and almost uh, decapitated somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good fun. And I'd never been in the arena before. I'd always yeah. had a seat. We've always been mm. up up in the top. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that was quite nice to actually after try. After gods, yeah. after all that hanging around, it's quite tough to stand for two hours during the performance. But there we go. It's, it was worth it. Also, you're very close to the orchestra and the people on stage. Mm. In this case, it was uh, it was mainly uh, in character, Vastra and Strax yeah. doing the uh, presenting of it. Did you embarrass yourself in front of? Stage? Starkey. No, no, Not this time. no. But he was close enough to look up Karen Gillan's skirt. Ah, yeah. <laughs> this is why the tickets were so important. <laughs> now, yeah. she wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> How well do you think they survived? I'm thinking about the heat because no. Yeah. When last time we went, it was very hot and the, it was very close and stifling. It, it is very hot in the yeah. Albert Hall at the best of times. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It seemed to do okay. They fluffed their lines occasionally, yeah. but it's a live performance. So yeah, it's fine. But yeah, they didn't faint or anything. I'm <laughs> 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 probably used to it after, under the studio. It mics. seemed to be. Um, I only heard the second half of it on radio. Mm-hmm. I missed the first half. But it seemed to be a performance of two halves. The first half seemed to be mainly the music from this season just gone. Yeah, and the second half seemed to be more like. Okay, we're accepting that there's been 50 years of Doctor Who and there's radiophonics workshop stuff. Yeah, you're right. Other other doctors turned up, etc. Yeah, that was surprising. Pete Davidson turned up. He got a big cheer. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and Caroline Ford. Caroline Ford. Although people, a lot of people seem to be unsure who she was at first. (laughs) Who the hell's this? Yeah, (laughs) not getting chance to actually see it until the televised version Mm. of Christmas footage. Oh yeah, uh, remembering how they did the big screens. How well did that merge with the music? And very well. One thing they really do well at these is when there's Doctor music playing, yeah. not when the classic yeah. music is playing. Yeah. They have images which match the sound, and they always do that really well. Particularly as unlike a lot of YouTube stuff, they they're very careful to cut around when people are speaking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You just get reaction shots. Yeah, action shots rather than, rather than just soundless speaking. Yeah, and it works really well. Particularly things like again they did all the Doctors. Yeah. Like, and all the companions too from New Who and you had stuff like on Bad Wolf Bay yeah with Billy and uh, Tennant and that works really well mm. without them speaking you just get the reaction shots really effective stuff what was your favourite track because I've got a couple that I've heard but favourite because you were there in combination with the fi- the films and I don't know I'm, I got an appreciation for Cyber Shard mm. which was the the first proper story yeah, the, with the, Clara yeah there were bits that were very Bond like I thought yeah that was quite good quite good I even quite liked the music to uh, Rings Vakerton yeah, yeah which surprised so me because I played, didn't like the episode that's it you don't like the episode but play the music was very good for it I'll give it that the, the music in the episode good. just seemed to go on too long and this went on quite long but once it actually starts to build up properly it's really good mm. and again a couple with the visuals it was basically the last 15 minutes of the programme condensed into five <laughs> and it worked a lot better yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> it did on TV I have to admit from my perspective it was the first time I hadn't been to it mm. and I, for whatever reason I missed the first half so I only got to hear the second half and I had a different experience with the problems because I was listening to the second half on the radio at yeah. home but I was had the tweets running so I was picking oh, yeah, up yeah. yours tweets Tim Drury who was tweeting pictures yeah. Andrew Man. Smith who was tweeting comments people commenting from Mexico or New Zealand yeah. or wherever 
in real time about listening to things. So I had this weird experience of listening to it, filling in the pictures in my own head, like when they did the homage in the second half to all the doctors. Yeah, yeah. you know, when each doctor were cheering, really I weird. had when the pictures the of the doctors in my head. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you had people who were actually there tweeting pictures in almost real time. So it was yeah. a very surreal. At the end of it, I put up a tweet saying to everyone across the world, thank you for having joined me for this. Because <laughs> yeah. it really yeah. was like I sat in my living room listening to this in this massive great community yeah. that was going on with people at the Albert Hall and people around the world. You didn't feel like you'd missed out? I did in one respect, but not in another. I think <laughs> I had a different experience mm. to it. So I yeah. would have actually in the Albert Hall. I'd love to have gone. The non-queuing yeah. experience. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was still a really lovely experience doing it, you know, <laughs> listening in the living room and actually joining the Who community on the web, so to speak. Mm. Well, that's it. You were with the global community as opposed to the audience. Yeah. So. And the great thing about BBC Radio is you can hear it all over the world. Yeah, it's mm. broadcast everywhere. At unlike, the same time. Uh, unlike the TV, which is blocked outside this country, mm. the radio, anybody can listen to anywhere in the world via it, the iPlayer. Except for something we should have said in the event, except for the 50th anniversary episode, which is going to be simul-screened across the world where it gets shown. They're not showing yeah. it on different days and different times so that no one can publish any spoilers. Yeah, good idea. So if it yeah, works out, it's going to be shown at 3 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Oh. You'll get it to see at 3 o'clock yeah. on a Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's a sidebar. Did the classic mix at the proms have any yeah. Kerry Blyton, say, <laughs> Death to the Daleks? It had uh, Robots of Death. It had Robots of Death. It had, had some sea devils, didn't it? They it did. Brief, yeah, Keith's favourite. Oh, <laughs> we snap it of opening a sea devils. Yeah. I loved what was originally written for the Cyber March Across the Moon. Mm. I particularly Oh, like. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The City of Death music. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I like the Radiophonics Workshop, Little Homage. And they were actually there at the back of the yeah. stage yeah. with all their equipment doing it for real, as much as, you know, a lot of it's pre-recorded because that's the way they work. They yeah, work on... just pressing the button and the sound comes. Yeah, but it had real keyboards. And yeah. Now, when we've impressive. gone, um, the conductor has often been taken over by the Daleks. Uh, yeah. I believe that this year that wasn't the case. <laughs> ben Foster. Foster. Foster, thank you, yeah, yeah. He had his own little sonic... Oh, yeah, he baton. had his own sonic baton, or whatever you call it, yes, yes. On Sunday, he forgot to take with him to a, a particularly crucial moment. Yeah. Had uh, the Dalek saying, uh, what, what is that? And he had to rush back to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is quite vital. Yeah. Yeah. Such, such a live things, but uh, yeah. it was yeah. good fun. And this time, he conducted the whole thing. Yes, yeah. Whereas In last past, time... he had two conductors. Yeah. He's only conducted the Who stuff, while we've had another conductor doing the classics. Yeah. I've heard at least one person say they thought the classical stuff was done much better this time <laughs> it was last time even though it was uh, yeah well they didn't have any new music in the past previous ones we've had at least two non-who new pieces one of them premiered and the other one was the comment one oh, on we did we kind did. of we, we had the special piece the that was competition written. winners Com- oh the competition <laughs> winners we yeah. also had which I think we need to talk about the birthday song oh song for 50 and the <laughs> the reimagined conjoining of the original theme with the modern theme tune. It's not really designed to be done by an orchestra, the Doctor Who theme. Clearly. I love um, the version they did, mixing the old one with the new one. Yeah. So each time they do a prom, there's a slightly different orchestration of the theme yeah. tune, just because of the different instruments they have and things they want to try. But How did the birthday song go down? Give us a rendition. <laughs> he's got the words. He has got the words. He's he can got the words in them. his programme. I could not understand a word of what we no, said. I, I heard it. Okay. I 
Uh, Happy birthday, I think. Thankfully, yeah. someone tweeted the word, so yeah. I actually had the words, and I was going, That's not is what that what they're saying? Yeah, well, where are the words? I can't even find the words. I've got the uh, programme here. I have to say, I thought it just went on far too long. Mm, yeah, I think I'd What, the birthday that. song? Yeah. A little bit corny, I thought, to my mind, but... Yeah, trying a bit too hard. <laughs> too too much pomp. Yeah. That's the thing, if you read the words, the words really a poem. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's a fan's poem about, this is someone I grew up with and I really, really like. And then to orchestrate it yeah. out, it did get a little bit yeah. over-sentimental, <laughs> shall we say. Yeah. Was there any difference mm. between the two days, since you went to both days? I did. Um, Temperature? A great deal. It was a little cooler on the sun. I think it was early in the morning. Forgetting uh, the battle. Yeah. I got a seat right up uh, the stage. I was really, Woo! really, really good seat. Cost me 126 quid or whatever. But did you have to queue for that one? Not really. No, I had, I had an allocated seat, but I did get there early. Minor bits of changes, some of the dialogue in between. There was a rather lame joke that Davison did about uh, Dr. Double. 005, yeah. which uh, went down like a lead balloon. And he <laughs> dropped out for the second one. Minor bits. I've, I recorded some of it. I must put it up on YouTube. I videoed it. <gasps> there is quite a bit of YouTube footage even though apparently yeah. a Cyberman at the beginning tells everyone don't does he I don't remember that <laughs> uh, or I'll delete it's certainly on the broadcast version you I have a Cyberman reminding you that uh, any camera footage or phone footage is extremely dodgy and you will be deleted if you are caught okay. that Cyberman really should check the YouTube yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've got some of the, the minor differences so I'll try and put them online but there's nothing with real note what monsters did you actually have uh, in the arena and turning up oh we had or allies or? We had the Whisper Men. Oh, uh, who else did we have? We had Daleks, of course. Yeah. Sidemen, both yeah. types of Sidemen. Hmm. We had a Weeping Angel. We had Ice Warrior. <laughs> uh, chicken. Silurian. <laughs> yeah, we had Invisible Chicken. Hey. Uh, the ice, I'm told the Ice Warrior was very impressive, though. Was it not wearing its armour? No, no. Oh, okay. And they actually did the introduction oh, yeah, of the I Ice saw, Warrior. I did see that. I yeah. Thought, I thought that was a bit nasty. It was in the interval. It's the hottest day of the year. You are in the middle of the hottest place and they raise a block of ice up through Ooh. the... Uh... Yeah, there's a hole in the middle of the arena in the standy area where things come up, the monsters or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, one of them was a block of ice and you could see a figure inside it. It broke open and there was a ice warrior in there who stomped about a bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw some of the different photographs from that, of the block of ice and then yeah. the bits of ice and then the ice warrior. Mm. Yeah, it was in the yeah. interval. It was one where Tom took a shot of you and you can see the block of ice in the background. Yeah. Were there any yeah. terrified children of any age? <laughs> Did you terrify sure there were. Certainly quite a few children in the uh, Stanley Up Arena area. You must have been queuing for a long time because they were even closer than I was. Yeah. So, yeah, it must have been tough for them. <laughs> but, and also we had people like, particularly on Saturday, not on Sunday, we had Deadly Dudley was oh, there. Ooh. Dudley Simpson was there. Well, and, some uh, of his music was in it, was Exactly, it? Yeah. yeah. Nice but tribute. He lives in Australia, isn't it? Isn't he like yeah. 90? He's pretty damn old too, yeah. But, That's polite. <laughs> Good innings. <laughs> yeah, it would be for. But he got a big cheer. Yeah, I'm he, not surprised. In fact, Coleman was introducing him. The camera went to him before she even said who it was, and there was a big cheer. Then it, it died down. Then she said, "By the way, we." Had By the way, that, that was. Uh, yeah. Emily clearly knew who it was. It was a bit of a bad timing on her part there, but. Uh, you know, she's not as good as Gillen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any opportunity for a quick yeah. She can't even introduce anything properly. <laughs> Did you feel it summed up both the existing Who and was a good tribute to 50 years? I suppose you could argue there wasn't enough for the old Who in comparison, but it's tough to do old Who music, yeah. even an orchestra. And the new fans wouldn't be able to relate to it as much. Yeah, just didn't have the budget or the time in old Who to do the music to yeah. the justice that they do now. So it'll be a little tough to do 
an entire two hour. There was enough in there though to give it. As I a... think so. Yeah, they, yeah, they, I mean, they tried. That, that's the trouble. With, certainly with the classic music, there are only one or two bits that I really like. There's other bits that I remember because I think it's so chronically bad. <laughs> yeah. There's always yeah. been a bit of me though that says. You shouldn't remember incidental music. I know, yeah. Because if you be... do, then you've concentrated on the music and not <laughs> yeah, on the story. It's meant to be it should be something to accompany yeah. that gives you the atmosphere, and you shouldn't really notice it's there. Yeah, so to speak. Well, I, I understand where you're coming. Depends on the scene, I think. Really. I think it does. Yeah. That's probably why I remember the music from Warriors of the Deep. It's not. If you think of Psycho, mm. that's actually music. That yeah. Yeah. Now you hear that bit of music, but you wouldn't think of that as music. That's. That's the whole atmosphere to yeah. the... You don't concentrate on the music. You know that noise. It's a bit like Jaws. It's a very similar yeah. percussion sort of thing, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no real tune to it. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm very glad I went twice. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend any future ones. And is this being televised? They were recording on the Saturday. Yeah. They were there with uh, many cameras on Saturday and fewer on the Sunday. I don't think they recorded much of anything on the Sunday. Rumour has it it would be out in November. Mm. And it is good to hear some of the music from series, season, whatever, uh, six and seven. Yeah. Particularly seven, because it hasn't been released yet. No. No, yeah. Oh, just thought of something. Uh Speaking of the classic era, one particular person who appeared in in the classic era, he's right over there in the corner. You mean naked Tom Baker? Yep. Galavanti around. He's smiling serenely down (gasps) upon us. Because we have... Discussed his mm. era tonight. Yep. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. yes, his flared nostrilness. Yes, yes, yes. We defended oh, you. Hail the Hello. And of course, Graham, dangerous Churchill, Churchill. naked Spock, the urn of Brunhilde, the fascist Spock, and naked all the Tom other, Baker. The, all the other uncovered <laughs> plastic bits. No, so naked Tom Baker. That's a whole part of my. <laughs> Childhood being ruined every you can, time. You can see the trademark. You can see the trademark. <laughs> that reminds me. They had. I didn't mention they had some uh, some of the vampire girls at the uh, at the proms. Oh, thank God! Uh, I I, hang on, I'm trying Tom to get the connection between naked Tom Baker <laughs> and vampire girls, and I don't want to. That's the point. <laughs> the fact that. Adam makes that connection. Yeah. <laughs> more of a laugh. I see naked. Uh, anyway, um. <laughs> you can see the trademark. God damn it! <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, dear listeners, we have feedback for you all. Either email or dead tree version. Tell us to kick off. I'll kick off. Right, you. <laughs> <laughs> I have one from Phil the Spill Drackley. Hello, Hello, Phil Phil the Spill Drackley. (laughs) Greetings, staggerers, inanimate and animate. Recently, I sent you information about Radio Downloader from nerdoftheherd.com. No spaces. Even though I don't recall you talking about it, you did put a link in your show notes. However, after the BBC had a word with the developers, the podcast downloading site of the programme still works, but the radio programme downloader no longer functions. Oh, dear. I have noticed that on iPlayer's page for most of the shows I listen to, a little notice has appeared stating that download of the show's can be bought at iTunes. Mm-hmm. So now I yeah, license bought. fee. We're paying for this. This is it. So now I have returned to playing the programs on iPlayer and recording them, <gasps> so I can listen to them on my MP3 player in the normal way. Yeah. I wonder how long it will be before sound recording software will be banned as well. <laughs> yeah. BC and you. 
be seeing you. <laughs> Phil Drackley. Thank you, Phil. Well, I used to do something very similar with the tape recorder and the top 20 charts on Radio 1. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me it, too. If it wasn't for people recording off air, yeah. we wouldn't have a lot of Doctor Who or Doctor yeah. Who, which has been wiped. Yeah. We've only got soundtracks because people, fans, recorded yeah. it on mm. tape. We, yeah. wouldn't have, we wouldn't have a colour demons or terror the autons. Oh, we wouldn't yeah. have a lot of the stills as well for the reconstructions because yeah. of the telesnaps that fans took. Yeah. Yes, it's funny how that type of thing is terrible and will kill the record industry, like record, audio tape recording was going to kill the music industry. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, dead. Absolutely yeah. dead. Yeah, but yet without that stuff, the BBC would not be making a lot of the money it's making. Yeah. <laughs> it's licence fee payer funded stuff, so in theory we own it anyway. Yeah. 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 I could understand if they put the restrictions on it outside of the United Kingdom, where it hasn't been paid for, that it's not licence fee, so if it's in America. Yeah, maybe, yeah. And they can't say they don't do that because they do it with the BBC as it is. My mm-hmm. sister-in-law in America cannot get onto the British BBC website. They've got to go oh. through the BBC America. So there's ways of doing these things so it could be accessible to the people that have paid for it already and the charges yeah. the ones that haven't. Yeah, I don't know. She says, getting off of her soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have one here from Adrian from California. Hello, Adrian. Adrian. From California. Hi, you all. Or should that be y'all? Y'all. Y'all. Many of you have never heard from me, as I'm not always a big feedback giver. But since you have all helped me with info over the years, I'd like to try to return the favour in a small way. I know Hall H and Hall 20 are a bear to get into, but there is an alternative. Ooh, comic god. Mm. They broadcast recordings of most of those panels at night in smaller rooms in the convention centre. Sometimes I cut out the preview clips, but you can still hear the whole conversation between moderator and guests. Attendance is pretty low usually, so these broadcasts can also be used for an after-hours meet-up for a group. Also, the TV guide panel on early Saturday or Sunday many times has cast members from genre shows and has been fairly easy to get in. One year it had John Barrowman, Barrowman! Mark Shepard and the cast from The River, Teen Wolf and Arrow, amongst others. Mm-hmm. Hope this helps you all and other fans of your podcast. Thanks again for all of the awesomeness. Sincerely, Adrian from California. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, P.S. Sorry to say I will not be at Comic-Con this year, but maybe next year. Yeah. Oh, it's a little late now, but uh, for next yep. year people will know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Greeting, fair staggerers, and the Dark Lord of Pertwee. <laughs> this is Gordon Jones. Oh, hello, hello, Gordon Jones. Gordon's alive! A little bit of sad news and a little bit of good news. Oh, OK. His cat is unfortunately dying of cancer. Mm. Mm. But he has probably passed his resets. OK. Oh, bad news, good news. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He goes on to say, Karen Gillan has lost her long ginger hair. I weep for that Fair thatch. <laughs> what a thatch Shut up! <laughs> Is the hair on eBay? Has anyone checked? I don't know. No, it no. should be. She should have kept yeah, it that, for charity. Obvious. Yeah, yeah. Obvious. Mind you, maybe she used it to make that wig because it looked like a real hair. Maybe but, it was. But I have the to say, if, right. a, if it isn't, it's a good thing it's not because you know what somebody's going to be buying. They'll be putting it on that. <laughs> That's what happened with the head of Pertwee. Yes. Well, someone's bought a latex reconstruction of the head of John yeah. Pertwee. I wonder well, what idiot did that. <laughs> when I saw the bias name, I thought, ah. <laughs> anyway, Ewan McGregor is the one true Obi-Wan in my eyes. That dude is awesome. Mm. <laughs> I prefer cyberpunk to steampunk as I'm yeah. always for harder SF that allows a greater variety of stories steampunk seems like a step backwards 
but so long as the steampunk is just effective set dressing for conventional sci-fi stories, I see no great problem with it. And indeed, it appears to be the flavour of sci-fi fantasy worlds to tolerate. So I have to like it, for that is what I hate about the worlds of Harry Potter and Discworld, that I couldn't take my computer along with me. Mm. Actually, I do have to point out that in Discworld, there is a magical computer called Hex, right? that is like a standard computer, and also they do have a form of internet in there called the Clax. Nice. Which oh, is yeah. a sort of a semaphore thing. Yeah, it's a semaphore system. Yeah, on, on, on off. Mm. And it's yeah, mm. used as the internet to mm. a certain extent. Mm. Anyway, uh, which is a shame, as all told, I'd probably rather live in a fantasy world rather than a sci-fi world, as dragons are cool and magic, if it's sciencey enough, is fun. <laughs> That's all for now. Keep up the great work. Gordon Jones. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Gordon. Um, This is the cooking corner part of the staggering story. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We have one here from Naya. Hello, Hello, Naya. Naya. I am writing this one so you can put it up in the show notes. <laughs> this ah, is the show notes. We're going to read it anyway. Read it anyway. Yeah. yeah, what the hell? We don't care. <laughs> People don't always read the show notes. So We're right rebels here. We yeah. are. This is from How to Cook for Susie, which was written <laughs> to the Society for Creative Anachronisms. Before <laughs> steampunk, there was a slightly med- bent medievalism. Yes. <laughs> ah. I'm going to give you proportions rather than measurements and deal with the whole conversion thing. Ideal in portions. Let's go with that. Yeah. Cook. One part rice in two parts milk and 0.25 parts sugar and 0.25 parts honey. When the rice is done, stir in one chopped apple per part of rice. Optionally, also stir in 0.25 parts chopped almonds. Dust the top heavily with heaping spoon of spice mix. Stir, then stir in another heaping spoon of spice (laughs) mix. Good, hot or cold. Mm. Spice mix. Two parts cinnamon, one part ginger, one part nutmeg. Mm. Optional. 0.5 0.5 part clove. That sounds nice. Ooh, I can put that yeah. into some cider, actually. You're a bit of a tease now. Yeah. Pumpkin pie spice is also good pre-mixed, alternatively, if they sell it in your area. We don't tend to do pumpkin pies in the UK unless you make them yourselves, and the spice mix would have to be handmade, so mm. I don't think you get pre-mixed. Now, P.S. Oh. <laughs> Crumbly. Oh. Yes. Do they sell Durkis sauce at the American store? Unfortunately not. I've checked online. Because oh, oh. if they do, wave some under fake crumbly. It's loads better than American Whip and not as full of chemicals. <laughs> yeah. oh. Apparently they do sell it on um, eBay uh, US, but not on eBay UK, unfortunately. Really? However, one of the guys I work with, he's off out to see family out in Tennessee in the next couple of weeks, and so <laughs> I've sent him out with a shopping list. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, for both Miracle Whip and uh, Durkee's uh, famous, famous sauce. Mm. Naya, I hope you can hear me this week. Here I <laughs> I am. There. This is the only right reason here. turned up. I was here last time, you just couldn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rice pudding recipe, eh? Okay. Mm. Mm. What recipe you got there, Adam? None at all, Andrew. Oh. Oh. Mm. No. Yes, the only recipe me and fake Keith know is slow gin lately. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. I think that is it for feedback. Oh, oh no audio. Oh, no audio feedback. See you next time, folks. Bye. Nothing's <laughs> coming in the meantime. That's all, folks. Do 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 do
<laughs> Before we wander into the sunset. Yeah. Wander? It's wander. Stagger. Stagger. Limp. Wander. Limp. Cool myself Fall. via my lips. Should we Skip. not tell people where to send their oh, feedback? Yes. Oh, we probably <laughs> Send it to anyone but us. <laughs> send it to show. At? Staggering. Dot. Stories. Dot stories. Oh. Should we start that game? Yeah. Show. What at? Staggering. Staggering stories dot net. Yay. Also, we should mention oh, some of us, I'm not sure how many, we will be going to Hooverville. Oh, yes. Yes. Yay. What is it? 31st of August. 31st of August. Saturday, 31st of August. That'll do me. In Derby. And Put also, if calendar. any of you have got tickets for the Sunday Doctor Who oh, yeah. exhibition at Doctor Who Convention. the 24th yes. of November, you might have the misfortune to bump into some, if not most or all of the all stuff of us. Yes. Stories we are Hello. We are going up there more pounded this year. Are we going sober? No, no, we're not that. necessarily going sober, but we're going there. <laughs> <laughs> crumbly. Real stag. Real <laughs> staggerers. Fake crumbly. She real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we are going to invade... We actually have proper tickets and everything. Yep. Yeah. So we'll say hello to Track us. B, I think. Oh, there are a few other people we know that uh, coincidentally are there at the same time. So that's great. Oh, they can yeah, meet some them of them too. Are the actual actors. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Baldy Gillen. <laughs> Shaven Gillen. No, 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 by that time. <laughs> Shaven Stunner. No, by that time, <laughs> with Velcro head Gillen, Gillen mm, starts yeah. to grow back. Yeah. It starts to grow back a bit during Comic Con, so yeah. it. Presumably been a day or two since they shaved her head. It's not good enough for you, is it? Well, stubbly, <laughs> the stubbly head. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thumbed it as to throw felt throw walls and see if she sticks yeah. <laughs> like Graham yeah. 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 anyway and so dear listeners that brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast oh. but never fear in the next one there'll be more of the same more fun frivolity and jollity Ooh. more news and reviews more mm. cool and new oh. so until that what letter shall we have Omega oh, Omega <laughs> I should have been a god you've got to do the hand action as well you have to do the hand <laughs> this action. is audio <laughs> I know but you still got to do this the hand action audio you've got to grab the air whether we're doing tea jeweling properly or not and you're waving your hand you've got to grab the air I should have been a god so until that hand of Omega come, comes grasping down upon us <laughs> this is me Crumbly saying be seeing you Scott saying bye bye goodbye au revoir my web You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 164, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, Keith Dunn, and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Not yet. Yep. What do you think? <laughs> Boring. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I mean, I like my Wolverine. Yeah. It's one of my favourites, and I think Hugh Jackman is wonderful as Wolverine. <laughs> we Huey. And I went and saw it, and someone said, what do you think of Wolverine? And my answer was, nah. <laughs> Just went on too long. Nah. I didn't give a stuff about anybody. <laughs> yeah, I think that was basically it. <laughs> yeah, no, very poor effort, I thought. There's another X-Men's film.
They yeah, are doing a sequel yeah. to the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got, got both generations, both mm. ages of them. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing I like Patrick Stewart time... had to shave his head for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Patrick Stewart would have to shave his head. <laughs> yeah, he's got a long ginger wig on now. Mm. <laughs> All right. mm. I actually remember seeing him in I, Claudius, when he had hair. Mm. You sure? Or, or whether it was... You know, he looks weird. weird when he's got I hair. I know. Mm. He looks rather <laughs> unnerving, actually. All... They're going to have to start looking at the question of if Ujima flip... Dies. No, 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 no. The one that was at the end of... Clara? John Baker. John Hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. If John Dies. Hurt is the ninth <laughs> Doctor, the new Doctor is going to be Not the... We've all shuffled one up. We've shuffled one up, so he'll be the last Doctor. He would be the Not him. I bet in the anniversary special they were do the hand-waving to get past the uh, Oh, they've 13 got to lives. do the hand-waving oh, yeah. to get past. We've, we've had the possible... Really, it was the Sarah Jane Adventures, but we've had the possible 507. Yeah. Is that divisible by 13? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a discussion about this properly no, one yeah. podcast. Yeah. Well, recording. we are actually recording. We are, but... actually, yeah. <laughs> Look at levels. I think you've turned yours off. You've turned yours off. <laughs> 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 we, we will have to we have a discussion about regenerations actually <laughs> properly at some point. Yeah. We're yeah. tonight at some point. Hello. Good evening and welcome. I've seen a photograph someone t- from Twitter. The two captains have been together. Have they been together, are they? And, and possibly... <laughs> po- what being together do you mean? <laughs> horrifying opportunities. They might release a song together or an album together. Which, which two oh, captains? This is, oh, Kirk, Kirk and, oh, and Barrowman. Oh, oh, no! Yeah. And later this year with a four-issue story written by fan favourite Tony Lee. And to cop off, cap off, I... <laughs> Say I'd... that one again. <laughs> cop off. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Nothing fine. but sonic screwdrivers <laughs> everywhere. My love wears a pen. <laughs> it, is, it is a pen. It, it but got exactly to... is. It's but you got a sonic a, pen. But you've got to twist one. the other bit. Is this the pen for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> number two. How will it do? Yay! So I think we're getting the painter, painter in mm. next week. Metal hooks for the uh, the chains yet? <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Not yes. yet. Are you having the seal of Gallifrey as planned? Yes. Are you going to have the Gallifrey and script on the walls? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. You had your chocolate fix? Mm-hmm. That's not chocolate. <laughs> 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 Classic. Got a CD for you for your birthday. <laughs> Kerry Blyton plays his hits. Yeah. <laughs> you like it, Nude Karen Gillan. Uh... Does she have hair? She has hair. They're very strategically placed. Yes. <laughs> what are they, cream pies? Well, we, like we need considerably larger cream pies. <laughs> and someone's arm just seems to be going yeah. across mm. the lower regions. Yes, yes. <laughs> what was that in? Not Another Happy Ending, which is a new film, rom-com. Oh, yes. Which, uh, still hasn't had a release thing. But not that you're watching for it to be released. No. <laughs> So you can go and buy it on DVD and single frame it. Blu-ray, With the length of these Macs, it worries me to go to the cinema with him. <laughs> Shall we? Smut, yeah. smut, smut. That's all you get on this podcast. <laughs> smut. <laughs>